Hi, everyone. This is Sonny Gill. And I'm James Luzano. And this is Talk To Me, Talk To Me. The podcast where two friends who happen to be psychiatrists... That's us. ...dive into various ideas, themes, and topics that interest us. Yep, exactly. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. So, James. Yes, We are approaching the end of 2017. Hmm. Which has been uh, an interesting year. Yeah, interesting is one word for it. And there hasn't been a lot to say about the last year that feels very positive. No. Um, the general energy and vibe I'm getting is that people don't want to think about it too much. Yeah, that's true. And I, I was going to say that I think 2016 <laughs> leading into 2017 was kind of already a setup, right? Yeah, I feel like towards the end of 2016 there was already yeah it was that kind vibe of was coming and it just absolutely persisted. Yeah, it was kind of like the alley to the oop. Yeah, of 2017 sports. So uh, I get the feeling that people are looking forward to the end of the year, uh, but before we look forward to 2018, uh, I want to look back. Maybe, maybe a little, depending on uh, where this conversation goes. Mm, okay. Okay. So to do this, I want to introduce a theme that we'll be doing on Talk To Me, Talk To Me. Maybe monthly, um, which is the word of the month. Word of the month, okay. In this, James, you and I will have a word picked out ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You got the memo? You got the word? <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, and I, with, am I supposed to pretend like I'm not in on this, right? Like I'm a, no, I'm a stranger you, to this process? No, you, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you, you know what you know. Yeah. Uh, and with that word, we'll start talking about what it means to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do not know what the other person is going to say about it. So I can speak for myself, but I'm very eager to find out. So without further ado, drum roll, please. The word of the month is... Oh, well, I'm saying it. You say it. Oh, uh, the word of the month is Sentiment. Did I say that right? Sentimental. <laughs> Sentimental. All right. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Do it again. Okay. So, without further ado, drum roll, please. The word of the month is... Sentimental. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, so, yeah. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what comes to your mind or your thoughts or whatever it might be about Sentimental. All right, well, since I got the email like five minutes ago, I've been thinking, no, we did talk about it a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I immediately went to kind of a, this is really sad, maybe it's the 2017 thing, but I really went to like kind of a negative place with it. Mm-hmm. I went to kind of like a, um, I went to sort of a sappy, uh, you know, overdoing it thing. I, I just went there and I, I went, I thought about a lot of different things. Um, in terms of like, okay, now we're in the holidays, right? And this is the time when you're looking back and you're t- looking at your memories and, and thinking about time, you know, holidays of the past and comparing them to how you're doing it now. And then that somehow led to like all this pressure for like what your holidays have, you know, what you have to make of them now, right? To match right. the magic, mm-hmm. you know, of, of the past. And so, and I felt like a negative vibe from that. Like I felt like a, ugh, you know, like why, why are we not just doing our own thing now and why does it have to be tied? So it was almost like a pressure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, But then, you know, but, <laughs> but then I think as you're going to talk about too or we'll talk about is there are these positive sort of feelings you get 
yeah. uh, in terms of when you do think back to those things and those things tend to override it. So you feel the pressure, but then it's like, well, yeah, I feel the pressure because that felt so good and I want that. Right. Um, and so you do it anyway, almost. Yeah, yeah. It, it is it is interesting that there is a sense of, um, there's a sense of like longing for something mm-hmm. and uh, remembering something that while it might have been positive in that moment, puts a burden on today. Yeah, and that's a little bit tough. But why don't we talk about it a little bit more? Why don't you define okay. what sentimental means? I will do that on this, <laughs> this <laughs> definition that's been provided for me. Uh, of or prompted by feelings of tenderness, sadness, or nostalgia. See, sadness already right. is in the definition. In the definition. So by by definition, <laughs> for like a way of saying it, there's already some you know negative kind of connotation to it. Negative right. is a strong word, but sadness being something maybe is not pleasant, not something we want something to we feel. Something we don't want to feel. Yeah. Which is interesting, and I have thoughts on that, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll get to those in a little bit. Right. So, And then some of the synonyms they said were nostalgic, which we kind of, mm-hmm. I think we naturally associate that. Tender, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't think I've mm-hmm. used the word tender outside of meat <laughs> for a long time. Emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and affectionate, right? The antonyms being practical and dispassionate. Mm. So, I don't know if you're ready for this, considering you got the email like three minutes ago, right? But are there things that beyond your feelings about the word sentimental mm-hmm. that you think make you more sentimental than others, or things that you of your past that uh, bring up this idea of nostalgia or? Tenderness or emotionalness. Are there things? Would you like? Well, I'll, I'll start out. Okay. I'll start out because yeah. there's a for me. I was when I looked at this, I was like, well, what are the things that make me sentimental? Okay, let me rank them because, mm-hmm. as you know, my favorite thing. Oh, that's going to be do, a recurring talk to me, talk to me theme. Is, I know is to rank stuff. Yeah. So uh, number one for me, mm-hmm. really vague, mm-hmm. uh, actually really broad, specific but broad. Uh, thunderstorms. Okay. Thunderstorms as a whole mm-hmm. are a, are an, an entity that make me feel sentimental. Hmm. And I was kind of trying to think why that is. And it's not too, you don't have to dig too deep to figure it out. I grew up in Ohio mm-hmm. and there was a lot of thunderstorms. Uh, and when I was young, they were very common and very scary. Right. And I was overwhelmed by them and I hated them because it means I had to go inside and I couldn't play outside anymore mm-hmm. uh, and they were loud and disruptive but as I grew older I became less scared of them because you know I was getting older uh, and mm-hmm. and then I started to change my feeling around them when I was growing up I was like oh so this means that like when it ends it's going to be like really fresh outside yeah. the humidity is gone I could go play outside again um, and my feelings about it in the moment changed now present day I live in LA mm-hmm. can you tell me the last time we had a thunderstorm I cannot. Right. Many years ago. So I now get really sentimental and nostalgic about thunderstorms. If like I hear the wind blowing, just like last night, and I'm like, oh, is that a thunderstorm? And it gives me a feeling. And if I'm in a thunderstorm, if I happen to be back home, mm-hmm. the immediate feeling is this like nostalgic, sentimental feeling. Right. And I find that really interesting because something that I didn't used to like then, mm-hmm. I like now because it makes me feel like I am back there. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of like longing and joy for it, and um, I realize that whenever I feel that sentimental thing, I don't actually feel negative feelings. Like my immediate connection after that is, 
I wish I had them, but mm-hmm. that was awesome that it, that I had them before. Right. I would like them now, mm-hmm. but maybe I'll go to Ohio during thunderstorm season. I'll experience it again. Right. And so it's a weird kind of interplay of did the emotion actually have to be positive back when it first happened for sure. me to feel nostalgic about it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's lots of things that that triggers for me in terms of like, um, well, the the one thing that I think that comes up for me that's not in this is like it's really about memories isn't it like there's no memory part of this definition maybe nostalgia is kind of memory but nostalgia is very specific and it's like a it's a feeling yeah nostalgia is yeah you're right more of a feeling but like it's it's your memories of things right and like and when you get sentimental about them it's when you tie emotion i guess to the memory right so you could remember a thunderstorm is this this objective thing there's rain there's thunder there's and whatever but then you're tying some feeling to it right Mm -hmm. some negative feeling hold on (laughs) i went negative (laughs) immediately right away but like so and then as you look back and i i and then but then the second part that came up for me too is maybe it's just this idea that yeah you're in sunny California now, and so thunderstorms are home, mm-hmm. and that's that's the nostalgia, that's the sentiment, sentimental part of it. Right. So it's not just the thunderstorms; it's home. It's oh, that's home. That's then home is all a bunch of stuff, family and childhood and yeah. all that stuff. And like so a that, time of life. that's what drives it. So right. it's like you you took this objective, I think, event from your past episode from your past, and then tie it to that. Yeah. And so. The way that I go negative about it is like I think often the the connection is like this sort of um, what's that phrase like kind of rose colored glasses right yeah 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 looking through some of the rose colored glasses meaning you look back at these memories as these really maybe you build them up now mm-hmm. in in the background is like these magical moments and then right. you go back maybe if you if there was a time machine we can go back you'd be like oh that was all that was right <laughs> but, right but we tie so much to it now and. And uh, and then when I get negative about it too, is I I think about when it's commercialized or, or marketed, you know, and it's like, you know, I hate to get in the times, but you know, full disclosure, I watched Star Wars: The Last Jedi again last night. Yeah, I was I was <laughs> by gonna myself ask- by myself. I watched it. Did you you win? I totally went by myself. And uh, I, was like, I was gonna ask you about that. Uh, <laughs> I totally did it. And how did you like it the second time? I so loved it the second time. Loved it was it even better. Even better the second time. And I agree. So right, and that's a that's fuck totally the haters. A, 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 that is totally a piece of art that trades. I think on sentimentalism and nostalgia. Right. And so that was a positive sentiment. Well, though. what I really loved about the Last Jedi was the whole message is move on. Interesting. Move forward. Leave the past behind. Okay. But that's not what got me in the door. What got yeah. me in the door was I need to experience that again. I need to relive those feelings that I re- re- relive, re- re-experience those feelings I had when I saw it as a kid. That's where the emotion came from. You right. Know? But then watching it, and as they're moving on, and you know, you know, kind of, I don't want to get into it because it's too big of a subject. But I mean, you know, there's all this backlash to it. Kind of, or these, these things, and I think it's because people feel like their childhoods are being trampled on, or their memories are being right. crushed. And it's like, well, see, that's the the danger uh, of being sentimental. Okay, you know. So, so, do you think then that sentiment, sent, being sentimental, mm-hmm. is a bad thing? No, I don't. I think, and this, and again, another thought. This is like sort of the idea that I have is that um, I think it does. Exists like most things on some kind of spectrum that you can over sentimentalize, 
you know, or you can kind of be sort of reasonable about it. I mean, yeah, the the other side is practical and dispassionate. I think it's healthy to have passion about right. it and and uh, and appreciate these things and still have those good, warm feelings about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's a line. Right. I think it can go too far. And I think that's just probably where I went when you first put the word out um, that we were going to do it. I was like... Yeah, sentimentalize is like way too, you know, well, it's way too we, much. And which is what I think is like why this is such an interesting word because mm-hmm. I don't think it's very clear um, about if you should or you shouldn't have sentimental feelings. I do find it interesting that some of the definition, uh, if you go further into these uh, kind of the dictionary definition, is over emotional. Was that like a was that part of it or was that like a number two? That was, was like a number it two? was like a number two with synonyms. So okay. I'll bring up a number two. Okay. Of a work of literature, music, or art dealing with feelings of tenderness, sadness, or nostalgia, like we had, mm-hmm. typically in an exaggerated and self indulgent way. Oh, self indulgent! <laughs> and wow. I and I was just blown away by this because <laughs> I don't associate that with sentiment. Yeah. Uh, being sentimental, mm-hmm. I really don't. Um, and the other thing is, I think because a synonym is nostalgia. And I'm not well, I'm not a professor of the English language, mm-hmm. but I think those are so connected. But I do think there's a difference that we emotionally connect with both of those words. I think nostalgia tends to have a more positive uh, initial feeling for a lot of people, even if they feel sad. If like, oh, I was nostalgic over this moment, they're like, right. oh, that was, oh, you must have felt a little bit sad. But it, it's not a bad process to be nostalgic. Mm-hmm. While I think sometimes with as we can see with being sentimental, it's like, why are you being self-indulgent or overly, uh, in, you're exaggerated in your nostalgia and sadness. And I don't yeah. know, I don't know if I completely agree with that. So basically this whole point of this podcast is to be like, no, f*** you dictionary. Yeah. I disagree. <laughs> um, I'll bring up a couple other things and okay. I want to see if you have thoughts on it. So the next thing that I thought of mm-hmm. was uh, music. Okay. Music makes me very sentimental. Right. Uh, and a very specific style of music. And okay. I wanted to do a little research on it, but again, I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. But I can give you some examples of songs, which you probably won't, you could probably play in your head if I mention them. So we got to get to a stage with this podcast where we can play songs. Oh, right yeah. No, we're like, our, boy, our boy Tex is going <laughs> to. We're playing clips. No, we're playing clips of songs. Yeah. Like, what do you think? All right. No, Tex is going to put these in. Mm-hmm. So the first one is. XO by Beyonce. Okay. And right now is where music would go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second one is Love by Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. And both of those songs have something really similar in them. Okay. Which is this like uh, electro pop synthesizing noise in the background mm-hmm. with R&B on top. Mm-hmm. So basically they're singing about love, first of all. One right. of them is called Love, the other one's called XO. So mm-hmm. I think the, the content of the song itself... Uh, lens for this idea of being sentimental. Right. But I don't even think it'd have to be about those things. I think that helps. It mm-hmm. amplifies the effect on me. But it's the actual sound. And I even like try to do a little research about sound in, in terms of creating emotion. Mm-hmm. But that goes into what you're saying. Uh, what I read was that sound, there's specific types of sound that trigger memories and emotions. So memories are a big part of it. Right. And the way the certain tones and keys that songs are uh, saying in mm-hmm. actually determine that because they represent speech patterns, right? So melodies that melodies, are familiar, yeah. So yeah. and it's like uh, it's when someone's fast and upbeat in their speech, we tend to think that they're more hyper or they're more mm-hmm. uh, more energetic. But when someone's lower and slower in their speech, 
it's thoughtful, uh, thoughtful, and yeah. like yeah. So there's or moody and yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there's these different connections. So for me, um, what's interesting about the songs? This is a kind of a different point. Uh, is that it reminds me of a place or a feeling when I hear songs mm-hmm. that I was in. Maybe when I first heard it, but not even that. I know that sometimes it'll make me nostalgic and sentimental about things that I may not have even experienced. Hmm. So like things that I'm like, oh, that would be the sound or the song or the uh, atmosphere Mm -hmm. that surrounds this type of feeling. And then you long for that feeling, even if you haven't experienced that feeling. And that happens a lot for me personally. This is kind of crazy. That happens a lot for me with American music. Because I did growing up, there was a lot of like different styles of music being played, and I went from listening to like Indian music as a kid to like listening to straight hip hop. So there wasn't a time of like maybe the pop music or the rock music or American music that wasn't of those of like the hip hop and R and B genre. So when I hear that music now, I like some Dave Matthews song. Or some like Billy Joel song. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. Your boy's counting crows. Like, <laughs> like when I hear it, I get reminiscent of a time that I didn't even experience, and it, it evokes this like sentimentality out of me, which is really interesting. To but me. you're longing for what? Well, I read more about it. <laughs> uh, one of the theories, which I don't know if I agree with, was that you're longing for something that you didn't experience, and you can like. So, do you have a little bit of? Reg- not regret, but I guess a little bit like disappointment almost. Yeah, I you know I don't know if it goes as far as disappointment. It's just it's like this hole mm-hmm. in your heart where you're like, oh, that's what that would have felt like. And I think maybe because I'm fine that I don't have that. Yeah, it doesn't carry over to like a level of disappointment. But it's just like oh that and it. But I enjoy listening to those songs at certain times right. when I'm looking for this feeling. And I think that's the point I would make is that sometimes we. I think we look for these moments where we feel connected. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. And I think that's what this idea of being sentimental actually has a lot of value. Because you feel very connected in that moment. You are taken, when I feel sentimental, I am taken out of my current day and I'm put into another mind and headspace. Yeah. And in that headspace, I'm, I feel connected with these emotions and these feelings that I don't get to feel every day. And that itself is like very uh, invigorating and makes me feel alive in a certain way. And to me, that's why music is great. That's why like I turn up music because I'm like I get put in a place. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. I think it's I think that connection that you can build mm-hmm. has its own like secondary value, even if in the moment what you're missing or what you feel sentimental about or overly emotional about in a self indulgent way <laughs> is. Uh, it might be a little bit negative. It might be a little bit of a downer, maybe. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, I think, it, man, you're. It's that's a complex thing. You are a complex individual, Sonny Gill. But let me. I think. Talk what, to me. What, talk to me, baby. What's interesting about your take on it is, from a music perspective, is that, and we're going to talk about music plenty of times on this thing. But the the idea for me is, you know, music represents some kind of soundtrack of our lives, right? That every time you hear a song, you can kind of sometimes pinpoint or you sometimes think back, what was I doing during that time? And so I thought it was really interesting with EXO and love that, um, that, uh, it, these are current, you know, they're more recent songs and yet you, you can tie memories to them, right? Because I think of music a little bit more, 
I don't know if it's like straightforward or whatever, but like I think of the song I heard and then I go back and like, when did I hear that song? So right. I actually thought you were going to say songs from like way back, like, oh, when I hear this, right? Yeah. So you're saying you hear current songs and they kind of have a melody or some kind of tune that reminds you, right? But then I think when I think of music and, and sentiment and, and nostalgia, it's more like, oh, I heard that song from the 80s. That's what I was doing when I was in the 80s. And like, and then I think back to that time and right. that's the warm and fuzzy feeling, I guess, that you get, right? And I think that's, I think that's how most people process it. Right. So that's why it was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I kind of wrote those two down because I could think of a lot of songs that make me think of the past. Right, for I sure. was thought number one. I thought you were going to go with was some kind of Michael Jackson song. For yeah, sure. no, for sure. But th- <laughs> I think those are just so active memories that I don't think they ever leave. Because King of Pop, yeah. you know. But uh, <laughs> I, and that's why I brought up the actual specific sound in those songs. Mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said key. about that in the background that creates a feeling in mm. me. And then I associate that with being nostalgic and sentimental. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, more sentimental than nostalgic in that case, because okay. it might not be super uh, related to the past. It might actually right. just it's be not because you're just, saying it wasn't it's a, a feeling, feeling that you were sorting. It was right. not a memory you were looking for. Which is why, yeah. Which is why I was like, so this actually makes me feel sentimental. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling very cheesy or emotional about these things. But it also makes me feel really alive in that right. moment, and I might, that might be a reflection of what my current day to day is. Where it's you don't really, be... really self indulgent. Yeah, <laughs> super self indulgent. All right, the last thing uh, that I wrote down uh-huh. in this case uh, was views, views, views. So, okay. um, a couple of people that are listening to this of the of the two that will listen to <laughs> the first one um, is. Uh, that I got the nickname Sentimental Sunny. You did? Yeah. And I, I set you up for this whole podcast, mm-hmm. man. Um, because I would hang out with my boy Salman Rafi. Mm-hmm. Shout out Salman. He, uh, he got the name of Rooftop Rafi. So he would take us to a rooftop. And, oh gosh, and get all sentimental. And then I would get sentimental. Oh boy. So it was Rooftop Rafi and mm-hmm. Sentimental Sunny. So I was thinking about it. Uh, and I'm only going to put this out there just to see if you can make a connection of why the, why I feel like this makes me sentimental. I don't have a lot of analysis on this. Okay. So I was thinking, okay, so what types of views? I love views. Uh, by that I mean like mountains and oceans, right? Like your mm-hmm. side of a mountain overlooking the ocean, you take a hike. Mm-hmm. That view could occupy me for hours. I would just never stop looking at it. Mm-hmm. And clearly I'm getting something out of it. But then I realized one level higher than that is like if it's stars, Mm-hmm. Like if that view was also amplified by having stars out there and looking at stars, I have so many thoughts. Okay, yeah. so um, and then the only I, these are just connections I made. I don't know if this is. I'm actually leaving this up to you, Doctor mm-hmm. Lozano. Um, so uh, <laughs> first, put my doctor hat on for this. First is uh, the physical smallness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I feel right. I'm like, because that's what the views are, right? Mm-hmm. But then you add the stars, and then it becomes like this. Like galaxy universal smallness that's even beyond mm-hmm. just like the physical smallness, sure, um, and then it becomes like how existentially how small I am in the universe, right right, and I love that feeling, and I think that might be because it makes me like it re- provides me comfort and makes me less uh aware of the small stuff of my day-to-day. Yeah, it's so freeing. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, so I'm like, so that's also a positive, sentimental, self-indulgent thing too, right? Yes. 
There's a spectrum. I said that. Yeah. I'm just going to keep <laughs> testing. I want you to define the You're spectrum. You're going to keep coming at this negative at me. All right. No, but so I, I, I think for one, the one simplest thing I would, I would point out is that um, it's beautiful. And you could, you could sort of ascribe that to anything, any sort of experience that you have that's beautiful. So you look out on this beautiful horizon, you look at a beautiful stars, it's, it's nice to look at, it's pleasurable to look at, and that's going to evoke something, mm-hmm. right? And that's true of anything, you know, a movie, a picture. We go to museums and look at art, and you get, you get it evokes right. something, right? So I think that's a huge part of it right off the bat. You go right. and you look at it, and you're like, I suddenly have all these feelings, you know, like right. Right. colors and the, the smoothness of the horizon and the, the way things fade into each other and the clean lines. And, right. you know, I think that immediately triggers uh, an emotion, um, and usually it's a positive one, a warmth, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I can't believe this beauty exists, mm-hmm. you know, um, type of feeling. And if you're really sentimental, like Sentimental Sunny, you know, that'll get taken somewhere. But up, but up. And then you're right. And then I said, yeah, the, the freeing aspect of you're out looking at this thing and, and you feel so inconsequential, it makes everything else in your life feel inconsequential. And a lot of that is the negative stuff in our lives that feels geez, you know, why do I have a care in the world? Yeah, I get why to do I worry about that at all? Yeah, I get to look at this. Right. And right now, in this moment, life is just that simple and good. Right. And so I think those are the, those are the main things um, that kind of, I think, would go through my mind as I look at it. Because I appreciate those too. I get sentimental for those things too. It's not like I'm not sentimental. I'm not, well, this, the, what I are think the this antonyms? I'm not... I'm not always practical and dispassionate. <laughs> well, I like to think about I mean, look, we are men of science. We I are. think I think that we have to be practical and we spend a lot of time being practical. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to be realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to be in our in yeah. our world. True. So, I think that uh, it's an interesting I think it's a really interesting word. And I think this is actually a great uh, podcast to start with because of the fact that uh, you get to learn a little bit about both of us in this. You get to see a little bit of how we respond to mm-hmm. these things. Yeah, um, they know I like counting crows now. I guess. So yeah. That's good. Well, we're, we're, there's going to be a whole <laughs> podcast about that and about the my step by step experience of going to various concerts with you, yeah. in which I don't know any of the music. Right. Those it, are fun. It happens. Um, all right. So, do you have any other kind of? Well, okay, I see. This is going to it's going to come off negative again. But this uh, sorry, is where I, I got a positive retort. Is, <laughs> I'm ready for a positive retort. This is where I went with it. And I was going to ask your personal yeah. views of it. Can't wait. And kind of okay. So one of the things this is to not get too personal, but one of the things was I think my sister had told me recently, like, and I think she just made kind of an offhand comment. I didn't read too much into it, but she was like, I think we were talking about gifts. This is a good thing for the season too. We were talking about gifts. Maybe it would have been Christmas gifts or something, and for my mom. And, you know, you can put together, you can either go to a store and buy something, or you can put together right. a sentimental gift. A right. photo with yeah, yeah, yeah. some things on it. You put together, yeah, I don't know, some kind of collage or whatever. And my sister just kind of made an offhand comment like, you know, mom's not sentimental at all. And I was like, oof. I was like, oh no, our mom's not sentimental. Right. I was like, that's sad. <laughs> then, but I, you know, it was, a, it was not a big deal, but I kind of thought about it. And then, but then I look, and then I thought about my dad, and my dad is, was, I think, by any definition, people look back on it 
really sentimental mm-hmm. and almost overly sentimental. <laughs> so you're a split. But one way I define, one way I could clearly, clearly know that about my dad was he is a ridiculous pack rat. Ridiculous. Like, not hoarder status. Right. And not to diminish hoarders, but, but not to the point where, you know, there's things in the house that are in the way and we can't find things, but to the point that he was keeping a lot of things from a lot of our times. Right. His times, our times. And I was curious if you're that type of person. Do you have a lot of stuff? Do you keep, I mean, examples would be like uh, concert tickets. Do you have that Counting Crows concert ticket, Sonny, that I took you to? No. I, I do not. Right. See, but I have some concert tickets. I have, um, like programs from shows. Right. And I think I would call you out on your posters in your bedroom. Right. Your basketball posters, right? Right. Those are from a time. Why aren't those thrown out? You kept those things. You mean they they, have, in my home bedroom or even, my, my current day? I don't home? know. Isn't it both? <laughs> well, yeah. So, no, but, that's a good but point. So, so, I think there's a level of, if you're a pack rat and people, I'm sure everyone knows a pack rat in their lives that they just don't throw out anything. And I think part of that is sentim- you're being sentimental. You're holding on to parts of your past that you're just, you just let it go. Right. And almost like, they hold on to some memory. If you lose that, then you don't have the memory. I don't know. Right. I don't know if that's the truth. But and I was saying this coming from a negative vibe because my vibe was going to be like throw it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to but to be fair, I keep things too. So I right. think that was where I thought about. That's what I thought about when I thought about being sentimental was keeping things from your past. And like then you every once in a while you like you're leafing through stuff and you find this old ticket yeah. or you find this old pamphlet or you find this old picture. Yeah, and you're like, oh, and then you immediately get emotions, and you immediately go back, and all those things, and like people, I think purposefully hold on to a lot of those things because they want to, they want to have that sentimental right. feeling. Whereas some people will be like, it's over and done, I'm out. You know? Yeah, that'll, I, that'll live on in my mind. I'm good. The idea of this being a spectrum doesn't. Uh, it hits me the most right now when okay. you're when you're talking about this because I think that uh, there is a balance in between there. And I think everyone's probably somewhere on the spectrum of this. Right. Uh, so for me, uh, like movie tickets and mm-hmm. like playbills and mm-hmm. things of like that, I'm just too lazy. Mm-hmm. Like I literally am just too lazy t- for that. Um, but I do remember I did, there's a, like a ca- caveat to that because um, there was a part of me that when I did save them for a time being, I was like, I just, I almost felt burdened by them. Mm. Like there's I don't bur- you mean there's a negative? Yeah, I don't think <laughs> yes. So I was just like, you know what? Come uh, to the dark side. I can remember these things without this physical thing. Right. Like I'm able to carry on what that meant to me mm-hmm. without that. I don't have to look at that. Mm-hmm. Um but I will say my family has group texts, right? And whenever it's someone's birthday, someone will send pictures of uh Young photos of the past from like mm. before digital camera days, mm-hmm. like a, clearly scan them in, and right. it'll be just like you'll get bombarded. And those are actually kind of great, and they make you feel sentimental at that time. Yep. Um, so it seems like there might be a. It's about the. I don't know. Maybe a value of like small doses, right? Sure. So like your mom getting this gift. Uh, I. Think, I don't want to paint my mom as a. No, I've met your mom. She's, dark side she's the sweetest person in the world. <laughs> so I can couldn't even imagine her. <laughs> Dismissing a thoughtful gift. Yeah. What's interesting is usually those gifts mm-hmm. uh, that are pieced together are mm-hmm. considered thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And we always say that it's the thought that counts. Right. And so I, th- there's a sense of value within that. 
Yeah, we no, seem to, we, we seem to be split a little bit in society <laughs> <laughs> about whether it's a good or bad quality. Mm-hmm. But it might not have to be black or white like that, right? right. It's very much uh, kind of how it's appropriate to you. Yeah, I will always be the on the side of based on my personal experiences that I don't I maybe don't feel too attached to the past, and I just love those small spikes of doses of a song or a sure. view that kind of give me perspective or a different feeling. But I do agree that if you were living in the past, like Uncle Rico in in Napoleon Dynamite, Mm -hmm. uh, that might be its own little hang-up. Yeah, I I think where I walk away from it is... Being sentimental in and of itself is is definitely not a negative thing. The the idea of being sentimental, the idea of being nostalgic, nostalgic, and have you know there being nostalgia for things, I don't think in and of itself is negative. I think it's just how it gets wielded and yeah. how it kind of is used, yeah. and maybe used for monetary purposes or you know trading on you know your your memories and your warm feelings to get something out of you the member berries from south park (laughs) and so i think i think that's the that's probably where i go or you know uh the whole concept of someone who hoards is someone who can't Mm -hmm. let go right right and so um that's I think I don't know maybe I'm just a negative person. <laughs> no, no, I think I think that's great. Well, I think that's where that, I went with it. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, I think that's an uh, appropriate way to wind that down. Actually, because we're gonna end on a dark note. You want me to go with a happy note? I don't know, man. Yeah. I I don't think it's that dark. That's what I'll say. I don't think that there's a right or wrong about this. Right. I think no, that isn't. yeah, and I think that it's really interesting that me and you didn't have any idea where this conversation was gonna go, mm-hmm. and it intrinsically went to this idea about. Um, when you think about what being sentimental means to you, uh, I think that's an interesting thing for any listener out there to kind of evaluate for themselves. Right. Like, which is all we really want you to do: evaluate yeah. it for yourself. Yeah. Think think about <laughs> what it means to you. And now, on my good note, um, there are studies out there, James, okay. that show that nostalgia and being sentimental um, have certain values, such as. People relate that to being having feelings of warmth, both physically and emotionally. There was a study mm. that showed that people that were cold, literally physically cold, mm-hmm. when they were listening to certain songs or thinking of things that made them sentimental, it warmed them up physically. And so there's just something, food for thought on that concept. But one step further, which I think is actually really interesting, is being sentimental can make you feel optimistic. So people that are struggling and are suffering at times... They feel very disconnected and pessimistic. Mm -hmm. And this idea of nostalgia will remind them of a time that was better. Easier. Easier, better. And because of that, they become more optimistic within that mindset. Now, the outcome of that, I don't know. But it's food for thought, I think. Yeah, and that's the beauty of the little doses you say. You know, we go, we have to live our lives and do our thing. But every once in a while, you get a little dose of that, and it kind of peps you up. It kind of yeah. makes you remember things. It makes you remember how inconsequential certain things are, and it makes you, you know, kind of forget about it and feel freer, and probably get filled with a little bit of hope, which. <laughs> Is key for is 20, key. the end of 2017, end of 2017. beginning of 2018. What a great topic you chose. Yeah. What a great word. So, um, yeah, so I think we'll probably do another word. You'll probably get to pick that word next time. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Um, 
and we'll do that maybe once a month or so. But from here, I guess, you know, stay tuned and hope think, you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you can get at us. Uh, we'll, we'll plug in our Twitter feed and Instagram. See if you have any thoughts about being sentimental or send us some images of what makes you sentimental. So I'm Sonny Gill. And I'm James Luzon. And this is Talk to Me, Talk to Me.